Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, your big live action from the Mo. You already know. And I'm back again. What do I say every time, ladies and gentlemen? Look, if you're watching this, look me in my eyes. What do I say every time? And if you're listening, listen clearly. I say that I'm coming back with a fire guest next week. And what did I do? Came back. What did I do, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, I brought back a fire guest. And with that being said, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey y'all, I'm Kiara. I am a graphic designer from the Kansas City area, and I'm super happy to be here today just to tell my story, tell all the creative things I got going on, and just really just chop it up about life, because we love a life talk, so let's get into it. Absolutely, absolutely. First things first. So you say you're a creative, you're a, you're a graphic designer here in the Kansas City area, what was life like growing up here? Are you are you from here, born and raised? I know you mentioned b- before we started the episode that your brother lives in LA and grew up in LA. So what's the what's the correlation? Tell me the little family history. So I am from Kansas City. I'm from the city. I went to Longfellow. I went to Paseo. So I am born and raised Kansas City. Uh, my brother, who's in California, my dad used to live in LA. So that's how that happened. I love LA. I wish I could like go back out to LA, but I am born and raised Kansas City, love it here, and just been here all my life, honestly. I love it. And it's funny you say that because there's so many ties between uh, Kansas City and LA that like people who mm-hmm. haven't lived in LA or people who don't have family from LA, like that live here, don't realize. Like, I bet you if you ask, especially folks in the city, like specifically in the city, I'm not talking where I'm at in Independence, I'm not talking Blue Springs, but specifically in the city, if you ask folks, a lot of folks like grandpops or uncle or their their parents were like, like grew up in LA or moved from the South to LA. And then when they got older, LA to Kansas City. Um, it's very interesting because I've met hundreds of people like, yes. real, like, like, and it's that, like, that. I feel like people from like the Bay and like LA is like our cousins at this point, like, it's just like a, such a similar vibe, like just like with the music, like especially in the music, like if you hear like some of how our rappers rap and then like how their rappers rap, you can just tell like that our culture overlapped once before, even if it ain't super similar now, but it's just like, like here, we like here with it, so. It goes the same with the language, which of course is influenced by hip hop. Um, but like with like language and slang, when I went out there, people were like, well, people in LA used to ask me like, like they'll like look at me and they're like, bro, where exactly are you from? Cause you got like a little country twang, but you like be speaking oh, yeah. like 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 you from the bay or something. And I'm like, nah, like I'm from Kansas City. They're like, ah, that makes sense. And I'm like, we, we, we a little country, just a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, like, like black folks out there didn't really think I was like super country, but like 
white, like the people who's like LA natives that were like white or Mexican, they thought I was country as hell. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was I like, like I'm. even at like Mizzou, because I, I just graduated from Mizzou, but while I was there, like me and all of my friends that are from Kansas City, everybody else would like call us country all the time. And we like, I can't hear it <laughs> at all. But they can't. <laughs> no, that's real though. That's real. Actually, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that we had accents until I moved back here in 2019. And I had been so far removed from Kansas City for like a while. And I came back and I was like, like now I can't hear it. Like I can't hear any accent from you. But like when I first came back, I was like, what the hell? We do have accents. Like, like we definitely have some little like slang. And you hear it in the rap hella hard too. Like, like yes. when you first come back, like you grow up on it, you're just kind of used to it. But like when I came back, I was like, hold up, what is going on? But it's yes. real though. We country in our own way. It's okay. Yes, ma'am. So I want to ask you about school growing up. Like, were you a, a huge, like you said you graduated from MU, but in terms of like, middle school, high school, were you like a huge student person or were you more focused on your creative and kind of just making it through school? What what type of student was, <laughs> okay, I'm oh, so sorry, Kiara or Kiara? Kiara, a lot of people get perfect. that confused. It's Kiara though, thank you. Perfect, that. perfect. I didn't want to say it wrong. That's why I had to pause right there. But yeah, what type of student, student were you? Uh, so I actually went to Paseo and it was, it's a performing arts school. So Art has always been like at the center of my education, even before then, because Facel was high school, but even before then, I just, I just always been the type to like, you know, stay in my books and just try to stay on track because I always wanted to like, I don't know, prove myself like, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but just like prove it to myself that, you know, this is what you want to do. You want to stay on track. So you're going to just block out everything else and just, you know, be a good student. So I've always had good grades, always been on my stuff. When I got to high school, it started being more like creatively focused because I went to Pasell and my major was visual arts. So even like during high school, I didn't know, I knew I loved art, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. So I would just always just try different things. Like we took painting, we took drawing, all of the art courses. So I just really was just trying to see which type of art I loved and which type of art I was good at. So my sophomore year of uh, high school I took graphic design and it really was just up from there like I knew that's what I wanted to do so I really just stuck with that and just I, I've just always been the type to like try to like one-up myself from what I did previously whether that's like you know taking tests um, creating art I've just always been the type to try to put my best self forward and like maximize that whatever I was doing so that was really what pushed me through high school just like what what's the goal how can you do it to the best of your abilities and like where can it get you so i love it i love it and i want you to talk a little bit more about the sales so how is like the like at a performing arts school how is it structured like how's it set up are you taking like half like like arts classes and then like half math uh english uh science or is it like half the semester you're doing like the the basic stuff you do in like a regular school and then the other half all like how was it structured in regards to them you know providing classes that were about mm -hmm. performing arts <laughs> so it was kind of a mixture like you would have like your art courses and then you would have like your math science and all that type of stuff and then you know the academic classes level up each year and but also the creative classes level up each year so um maybe like my freshman year I was taking uh like painting and then the next semester I'll take like painting too 
So it's really just all of the art courses were mixed in with like your regular general courses too. And then you just take different types of creative courses each semester. And then aside from like visual arts, they had like theater, they had choir, band, all of those courses. And then whatever your major was, you just stuck with that the whole time and leveled up each year. And it wasn't like, oh no, Victoria's type shit. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that <laughs> That's hilarious. Cause I was watching that show the other day with my niece, but. <laughs> we, we wasn't at their level, like deep down, we wanted it to be like that, but they just, I don't know. They just, I love Pacel, but they could have did a little bit more with like, just like, I don't know, just like stepping outside the box with, with the curriculum, just because we are a performing arts school, but it was it was a dope, a dope place to be because it just gave you the chance to focus on like creative things rather than just like math and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> and and from your from your memory, I'm sure you you busy. You're not always trying to keep up with people. But from your memory, do you think a lot of people uh, at Paseo moved on into creative fields or or because you know I always wonder that question like for people who go to performing arts uh, schools like there's obvious there's like victorious type performing arts schools that are like you got to pay like forty thousand dollars to go there so most likely their parents are gonna force them into some like visual arts or go to like move them to LA to do acting or whatever but like from your friend group or from people you used to hang out with there are a lot of them still in the like creative um community yeah a lot of um people from KC went to Paseo like a lot of the people who are still out here you know on their grind doing the creative things went to Paseo I couldn't name them all because like is that many like they still out here like it's a lot of rappers who went to Paseo creative artists who went to Paseo so most of the people that I went to high school with are still on their hustle and are still on their grind just out here doing creative stuff so yes a lot of them are still out here just doing their thing shout out to Felix shout out to Tiana it's it's plenty more but everybody still on their hustle and I, I love to see it beautiful yeah. love I love to hear that because you you always like it's kind of like though if I would if I'll take it to like my my world because I wasn't always interested in like creative things until actually like probably until like 1920 so um growing up sports was always my thing so you're it's always interesting like seeing kids like going training every day working out always in the gym and then like they don't pursue that at all like they go maybe one year at college it's too hard they drop out of it and then go try to do something else or unfortunately um you know go do some shit we wish they wouldn't go do so like I always wonder that you know especially performing arts schools is it like similar like they're the sports focused schools with a lot of kids who are focused on sports 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 in high school and then they fall completely Completely off the map so I was wondering if it was similar with creativity but I'm glad it's not but no, I think that's because I think that's because like art is like truly an expression of self for real it's like really connected to your spirit to your soul whereas sports are something you more enjoy it's a hobby it might just be the only opportunity you may have saw to get out of your current situation because that's all that's presented on tv to black mm -hmm. communities is like I right, well you play football or basketball that's the only way you can go and get a scholarship to college it's the only way you're gonna be able to get your parents out the out the neighborhood or out there certain situation so I feel like it definitely goes into that but mm -hmm. um so I want to talk about your transition from Paseo to MU why did you decide to go to MU um what did you study there and how was that experience so I chose MU because it was like far enough but close enough like it was somewhere that I could get some space to just you know 
kind of flourish and do my thing as a as a young adult. So I, I chose MU. Um, and then once I got to MU, I majored in graphic design because I love design. And I was like, this is what I'm finna do. So stuck with that. Um, it was a pretty decent program. Um, it just allowed us to like really dive into the fundamentals of design as well as just like push our creativity. Um, and then while at Mizzou, like I, I've always been one that's just gonna take on like a lot of stuff like this. If I see an opportunity and I feel like it fits, it aligns to what I got going on, I'm gonna dive at it. And especially if I feel like it'll like, you know, allow me to level up, I'll dive at it. So while there, like I worked at um, like the, uh, it's called the Gains Autumn Black Culture Center. And it's like the the hub for all the black students where we throw events and stuff like that and just like really build community. So I worked for them and I was doing like all the flyers for like all the orgs and stuff like that. So that's where I really got a chance to just like establish like, oh yeah, this is what I do even outside of class. So things like that, um, I participated in um, like student ran creative agencies on campus, one specifically called Relevant Youth. Um, and then throughout the time, like I would really just like, you know, work with people, um, work with different orgs just to like really build that establishment of like, yeah, I'm a designer here. But Mizzou really like, I don't know, really pushed my creativity and allowed me to just see what like the standard was for creativity and just like networking in general. So Mizzou did a lot. What are like some of your most proud, like aside from graduating, because that's an obvious one, but what are like some of your proudest moments, whether it's a project you worked on, like you just said, you used to help, uh, you know, create, you know, flyers and other things for a lot of the orgs on campus, but what are some of your proudest moments from your, from your four year, five year, I don't know how long you were there, but 10 year at, at MU. Um, and it can be creative or it can just be, you know, grades or it can be making friends, whatever it is, but what are some of your proudest accomplishments? Uh, really my friend group like I had like a, a a family at Mizzou like that was something that just kept me being it kept me like motivated while I was there like even if I just failed this this exam at the end of the week I'm finna go hang out with my friends and we finna go to a party or whatever we finna do our thing so that was just it was I knew if anything that will always be there like I'll always have people to lean on and like be there for me um and then like rooming with me and three of my closest friends in, in college got our off-campus apartment. So that was like, it really set us up like, oh, we can do this. We don't need to just, you know, be on campus. We can live off campus with one another and still have a good time. So that as well. And then my sophomore year, I got to be featured in a art show. It was called Unity. And, uh, and down in Columbia, it's this gallery called the Sager Broadest Gallery. And it's like really... It's really like high class prestigious or something like that but it was just like one of my first times being able to show my art to everybody else at such a like high standard so I was really proud of that so I'll, I enjoy everything I did creatively but outside of creative stuff I really like value my friends and family that I met at Mizzou. I love it I love it and so to any young kids that might listen to this or, you know, older, older, older creatives who might be interested, they're, they're not sure where they want to go. They, they know they have this creative itch that they want to scratch, but they don't know what direction they're trying to go. Would you suggest someone goes to college for, if they have the opportunity, would you suggest somebody goes to college for, for graphic design or 
let's just talk about graphic design specifically but would you would you suggest somebody go there or would you say that there's maybe other routes that you might suggest after your experience um i think that college for design is very helpful but at the same time there's nothing that i learned there that i couldn't have learned elsewhere of course it was there was chances for me to like truly implement it and just dive right and directly into it so i'll never bash college but if someone is not able to go to college for design i wouldn't say put the pressure on yourself to do such but college taught me a lot that just designing wouldn't have taught me it taught me how to collaborate with people it taught me how to properly be critiqued and how to properly critique it taught me the standard for design in corporate America. And if you look at corporate America, you'll see that it's just like the design in it is very simple, but it's the standard. And that's where you kind of need to be to be a designer. So it just, it taught me things like that, but there's at the same time, there's tons of resources out here. That's not college that you can learn. You know, there's YouTube, there's Instagram with tons of design pages on it. So it helped, but it's not hundred percent necessary. Love it. I love it. So let's move into your first paid gig or your first paid creative outside. I know you worked for the organizations, but uh, on campus, but outside of that, do you remember your first um, paid situation where somebody's like, I want you to create this for me and you did it. And if you do remember, can you share that story and um, that experience? Honestly, I think it was because I have, I've been doing design since my sophomore year in high school. So it, got you, got you. it maybe have, may was like a little after senior year. And it honestly was probably like a cartoon of somebody because, because like, as a, when people see you doing like graphic design for the first time, first thing they want is like a cartoon of their face. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And it probably was for like $35, honestly. And then the pe person who paid for it probably complained that $35 was too much. <laughs> hey, I think I think all entrepreneurs in whatever field can got, got some experience with that. Are you sure this is worth this? Look, bro, just give me my money. <laughs> just give me my money. Look, honestly, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I don't even think you deserve it. <laughs> but, no, I'm pretty uh, sure that's what it was. Honestly. I love it. I love it. And so let, like on that same topic, how did you begin to build your portfolio and build your brand, I guess you could say, um, so that you had the, what's the good word? Um, I'm just going to use, this is not the word I'm looking for, but the power to request certain, you know, prices or, or people just being comfortable paying whatever you are charging when they came to you like how did you build your portfolio like can you kind of make some suggestions to other people who are coming mm -hmm. up as graphic designers mm -hmm. uh, I really just started sharing my work and really once people see the things they'll they'll want you to do that for them so I just started sharing my work more and then I started working with more people and for different types of projects so I, it really is just a sense of like you kind of proving yourself to other clients and then they'll in return want to work for you. So I just had to get a little bit more confident in myself as I was going along, but really just being being willing to share your work and what you do with other people. And then slowly you'll just start to level up. More people will get more eyes on you and then you'll work with them. And as long as you just stay true to your work and still provide quality, that's one, one thing I've always been big on 
is providing quality and like a professional and positive experience with each client because that'll that'll go a long way and then once they do have that experience they'll in return recommend you to other people and then it just it just keeps going like that so just being professional and providing quality services honestly I love it I love it and are there any things that you feel like before someone starts offering their services they should have in set do you think that somebody needs a website do you think somebody needs business cards do you think somebody needs an Instagram or needs a Facebook are there any things that you think somebody needs before they they uh get started um you know trying to build their portfolio or build their work I think you definitely need a Instagram or a website if you don't have like a website and you have just Instagram that's fine but you definitely need a way for people to contact you directly and if that's Instagram you can put all, all your work on there and then have just like a DM and it's all free so that I think you definitely need an Instagram and just somewhere to like post everything so people can see what it is you do do so love it I love it but I, saw- I honestly don't think you need business cards they're great I have some but I wouldn't stress over them. I would agree. Um, Nowadays, for sure. It's (laughs) funny because you know what I've been using my business cards for? The most non-business related things. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) like, like, like the other day, like my, my tire blew out on the, like while I was driving, I had to get a tow to this tire shop and they were like, yeah, just send the tow guy with your number. I was like, bet. I was like, Hey, take this business card i was like go ahead and get this to them that's how i was using it i was like damn and then like the other day i was at the bank and she was like yeah just give me your email and i'll shoot your uh your bank statement over i was like yeah yeah just go ahead (laughs) it's like i ain't using it for no business they're great to have just because like i'll be feeling like tight when i hand them out like i'll be feeling professional right 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 right. it's it's a pandemic like you (laughs) (laughs) right now no that's real i was uh I was uh, traveling to San Diego. I did like I had to drive my friend out there a few weeks ago. So we we're driving out there and we stopped in Vegas. And I was like, I just got into a conversation with some people at this French spot outside of one of the uh, casinos or whatever. And um, whatever conversation, conversation, I was like, cool shirt company, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, um, you know, just for cloud purposes, go ahead and take this. I was like, sorry, you know, business cards to everybody. I was like, yeah, here you go. Uh huh. Yeah, take that, take that. There take you go. Look, be too excited for a chance to hand it out. Like, matter of fact, I got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. And the reason I actually bring that up is because I saw a post you posted the other day with like the uh, the uh, timeline of your business cards. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me want to ask, like, what are like some different? You said you kind of like found your look maybe not just for your business card, but just your aesthetic in general. Um, what is that look? What is that aesthetic? What was that process like, that that timeline of trying to discover, like who, what really is my brand? What is my brand image? What is my like vibe? Like what was that process like and how did you just go through that discovery process? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the earlier um, version of the card, I kind of just fell up upon that, just like me just, creating really and it's interesting because all of those looks like were a result of me just creating so that's what I've always tried to do with my brand was just include myself in the most authentic way as possible and at first as you've seen like it it was me like with an afro like just me illustrating and I just threw it on my car and I'm like hmm that's cool that's me at the moment so that's what the brand was and then over time I just kind of didn't feel the need to just be that loud about it. I've just kind of been like more simplistic, but still clean. And I feel like that is like a 
a reflection of me as a person. So with my brand, I've always just tried to be that way. Like you get me authentically and me presented in the best format that I know how at the time. And that's, that's what all those are a result of. So just me evolving as a human and just trying to always be true to that. So love it. I love it. I love it. And so what are some of the services you provide? Because I, I know it's not just graphic design. I'm pretty sure it's not just specifically like, you know, logo design or graphic design. So what are some services that you provide and what are your favorite types of projects to work on? Mm -hmm. So I really just do overall visual arts in general. Like I do, like I paint, I draw, I do design. I do a little bit of everything, really creative direction, all of that. But mainly I'm in the area where I offer mostly design and like branding for people. And those are honestly my favorite, really my favorite types of projects are the ones that just are like pressure free and just like kind of that kind of like fell upon like fell into them like the project I'm working on right now is um it was kind of like a passion project uh, it's a deck of Black History Month themed cards so that's like really big for me right now and it's just a type of project that I can like just breathe and just be and then people still love it so it's like the pressure is off and it's just all just basically just all me so I've been really heavy on that and then I do a lot of branding for people so it's like logo design, website design, and overall image building for people and just like helping others like build their brand and present that very authentically. So I love it. I love it. And I was, let's go ahead and transition to that. That was going to be a question I asked you later, but we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and start there. So um, can you talk about these deck of cards? What inspired it? Um, what are they? What do they look like? <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> no, I All mean, right. I know what they look like because I saw some, some stuff you posted, but um, yeah, what, what really inspired it? What was like the uh, thought process behind the creation of these decks? All right, so I'm gonna give you a sneak peek because they just came in today. If you look back there, you'll see hey. the box right there. <laughs> the boxes, okay. <laughs> the boxes are right there. But no, they just came in today. Um, and then here they are here. I'll be posting some more. Fresh, copies. fresh, fresh. Very, very soon. But um, so this project started as really just a passion project in class. They were really just pushing us to do, really just do what we wanted to do and just create whatever we thought would be dope and like really just to push the concept. So I, it was almost February and I stumbled upon the idea to do a deck of Black History Month cards that emphasize Black culture and really just put us and our revolutionary people from the past on a pedestal. So that's what I did. Um, and it was just, it was really just a passion project at first. It wasn't meant to be a real thing, but um, what, in o about October, this professor at Mizzou stumbled upon my website and I had the project on there and it was just me showing it, like the cards weren't real. And she said she wanted to gift them to her students. So I was like, all right, cool. Like they wasn't real yet. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell her, no, I'm like, all right, bet, let's do it. So I started looking up some printing sites and just I was just trying to see where I could get the cards present like produce where they would be dope and not too expensive for me to produce. So I stumbled upon like a printer and I was like, all right, let's do it. So she ordered 10 decks. And that was that was all I needed to really jumpstart this to happen. Like I was gonna do it regardless, but this like really like sped up the process. 
So I just started pushing them through. I just started talking to people about them, presenting them to people who I knew could get them places where I just couldn't myself. Cause I'm really big on that. Like you gotta use our resources. Like a lot of people are just scared to share their ideas and reach out and share their ideas. I don't know, I mean, that's just how we are, but I just, I kind of knocked all that fear. I'm like, yeah, it's not the time to be scared. And it's almost February, like this is a <laughs> perfect opportunity. So I just uh, started producing them, started sharing them. Um, and now like they're here. I've sold a very decent amount of decks and they're gonna be in store on Monday, so. Fire, I love it, I love it. I uh, saw that, I saw that and I was like, oh, these is hard. I and did. I just like the aesthetic of them first and foremost, before I even read anything, I was just like, ooh, hard, what is this? And then I read and then I was like, oh, even harder. <laughs> <laughs> things have been like really greatly aligned for this project like just like the rollout the people the support is all like it's a it's a blessing like it's all working out at the same time and i'm I'm thankful for it i love it i love it uh coming up next ladies and gentlemen we uh we about to create a uh, board game financial literacy board game you know what i'm saying inspired by art, art, art art direction by <laughs> Studio love. Okay. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Produced and created in Kansas City, Missouri. You feel me? Hey, you hear me? <laughs> but but uh listen, I love it. I love it. I love everything you're doing. I love the vibe. I love the That's aesthetic funny. of your page and a lot of the art you've been posting and the designs you post are are dope. Your energy in general is on point. So I just want to say. We're not done, but I just want to say I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate you um, coming on the show today. I think it'll be a course, great opportunity for you know people in Kansas City and then my listeners in LA and San Diego to be able to tap in with you for sure. Oh, so. Yeah, tap in, tap in. Absolutely. So um, a few questions. What are some brands or creatives that you admire and are inspired by? Hmm. All right. So I have two faves, like, well, actually three faves. Um, I, I think they all live in LA. Um, sure. You know, Sharon Barber. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire, fire Super designer. Hard. Yes. He like, like repurposes already made like brands, bags and stuff like that. Um, but he's like super dope. Like his, I don't know, just the things he makes are like, I really, I'm really attracted to things that like, I wouldn't have thought of like, and he is like a super dope artist. So him, of course, um, McFly, he is an illustrator from Kansas, not Kansas City, from LA, and his art just really pops. And as I was like a growing creative, I would look at his stuff and be like trying to make stuff like it. And he like did some work with Chris Brown, and I'm a forever like Team Breezy member. So like, definitely, most definitely. Always look, he a little rough, but always we here. Hey, 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 literally on our elbows, in stop the yard. Hey, I went to, this is a little off track, but I went to two Chris Brown concerts in my life. And then on one of them, I got a meet and greet ticket and I met him. So every time I like talk about being a Chris Brown fan, I bring up that picture and flex. But but anyways, (laughs) McFly and then Sue Say, I don't know if I'm saying her name properly, but she is, I think she's a Asian uh, painter and she's in, she's located in California as well. But she's just like super dope. All of their style is really like strong and it pops and it I just feel like it matches mine a lot. So I love, love it. it. I yeah. love it. 
Shout out to Sharon. Shout out to shout out to Yaz from YKT who introduced me to bro uh, to to Sharon on Instagram. So I can follow. Yeah. Fire, yeah. fire, 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 super fire. Just fire. Uh, um, and so I know this is kind of a broad question, but how how would you say you feed your creativity? Is it just by creating? And that's okay if it is. But yeah, how would you say you feed your creativity? Um, some sometimes I really just have to just dive into it. Cause I don't know, like when I look for inspiration, it kind of distracts me. Um, so I really just have to dive into it. And then every once in a while, like something will like, I'll run across something and then I'll be like super inspired by, inspired by it. So I'm kind of like inspired on accident, if that makes sense. Like I don't, I don't look for inspiration. It kind of just like randomly comes, honestly. And then like, sometimes I just have to, I feed my creativity by just like, blocking everything out and just like being here because I get distracted very easily and that doesn't like help with my creative process at all so just like zoning out really focusing on what's in front of me sometimes I'll like meditate read or write and then dive into something really and just like kind of quiet the clutter in my head and then just dive in so and that makes a lot of sense actually because it's funny because it's something that like somebody told me and then I always tell other people especially with like the rise of social media, you never want to consume more than you produce. Mm -mm. Like you never want to consume more than you produce. And when you get um, caught in a state of, of trying to find or get inspired, you can really get stuck in this rut of actually just consuming, just mm -hmm. consuming, consuming, but this is fire, but you just continue to consume because you're so enamored by the fireness, which is dope. But but then you never produce and you spend all this time consuming content, you know, it kind of goes back to this. I'm not telling people to like not enjoy Netflix or not enjoy Hulu, but it's like, I, I, I told myself this the other day because I got mad at myself. Like I, 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 I can be hard on myself when it comes to like leisure time. I don't like, I know it's so important, but I, right now in my life, I don't like it because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I don't got bread. I can't feed my family like to like, you know, I got bread to feed myself, but it's not like I can take care of the whole family. I can't like I can't change the the cycles of generational, you know, poorness. <laughs> like I can't I can't give money back to my family in Tanzania to put them on. I can't put money into businesses because I don't got. So it's like, yo, I got to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, every day I wake up, I'm like, yo, I got to get to it. I'm not a legend yet. I haven't left. You know, not everybody in the world doesn't know my last name yet. Like legacy has not been created my children aren't set yet and I don't even got any kids but they're not set yet mm -hmm. so it's like I get mad at myself when I like sit down to watch some Netflix for and like trying to just chill after like working or whatever but like the other day I was watching this show because I was trying to catch up everyone was talking about snowfall on a on a Twitter right so I was like you know what let me go ahead and just download Hulu and watch this show then I got caught up in the show the whole time and I was like watching mad hours of it. I was like, damn, slacking. And I got mad at myself. So I'm like looking in the mirror. I was like, I was like, I was like, you need to create movies. You need to direct movies. Why are you watching? You Why consume you it. Watching? You need to produce it. <laughs> I was like, so so it goes back to that though. It's like, yo, we need to spend a lot more time producing, you yeah. know, producing content, creating content, directing content instead of consuming it because it's easy to get lost in the sauce, especially with all these damn addictive ass social media websites. So it is. I yeah. love that you said I, that. I get mad at myself too. Like when I come home in the evening, like I'll sit on my phone for a little too long. Then I'll be on the bed, finna turn on the TV. I'm like, yeah, nah, we just need to turn all of this off and really tap in. And that's the only way I can like push through. 
Exactly, exactly. I was like, I had to write on my goal board today, no TV, no, no flicks. Or like, <laughs> just like, I just try to like, kind of like balance it sometimes. Like if I'm going to sit there and bend some stuff, I'm going to do it at the end of the night at a time period where I can watch whatever I need to watch and still get to bed on time. And then beforehand, I already finished everything I need to get done. So it's about balance, really. Yeah, for real, for real. It's, you know, you got to fit things in. Because at the end of the day, you know, leisure time is important. Oh, it like, is. Because oh, I, I, I definitely argue with, like, you know, some of the friends sometimes, no, bro, like, what's wrong with just relaxing sometimes? And that's true. Like, you do need to relax sometimes. But like, oh, I'm not gonna lie. It does get to get to my soul. Like I'm sitting there watching. I'm just like, and that sucks, though. I wish it didn't. Like, I wish I could just waste time and be okay with it. But the way life is set up, <laughs> you can't. But that's what it is. That really is what I it have. is. Yeah. But I think that goes back to like, you know, just this is like a life talk right here. <laughs> it's like, um, like society, like how society set up, like the the the, and I'm not even talking about like race or anything, but that definitely plays a big part in it. It's like how systems are set up, how society set up, definitely. how like governments are set, how everything's set up is set up for us to like we have to get to the bag, like, <laughs> and, you know, I'm, and that's cool, but like sometimes I I do, and this this probably against the hustle, but sometimes I really wish it wasn't like that. Because I, I, I'm big on just living just as much as I am big on like grinding and creating. I'm big on just being because if you are just alive to work, that is not dope at all. Oh, no. <laughs> like I all. Wanna, sometimes I just want to like enjoy the city, like and just enjoy the outdoors and not just be hustling all day because honestly, that is terribly exhausting. And I cannot see myself doing hustling for the rest of my life like I want to get to a point where I'm like all right now I could just you know kick back and relax and enjoy all the things that I've worked for all these years just because I feel like that's what life is about honestly no, that's like, real just living and that's like a perfect mm -hmm. time to plug financial literacy and the importance of financial <laughs> education you know what I'm saying it's like for real at the end of the day the goal is not to make as much money as possible the goal is to have freedom like really just like freedom like somebody or this book I read was like wealth is not like a certain amount of it's not about like being a billionaire or anything like that wealth is how long can I go without working and still be able to take care of my family feed the family and like live life and that's the goal at the end of the day everyone likes to use like the key word like the cliche words which are are important but like passive income this seven streams of income that which are important but are you taking action to put those steps in order there's a difference between hustling all day every day with no plan just trying to get some money because once that money comes if you don't have the financial education behind it what are you going to do with that you're going to spend right. it you're going to like try oh like well i want my family to live good so now you're going to buy a fat ass mansion and now your money gone or now you have these big ass payments and, you know, and then now every day you get money, it's coming right out of your pocket because you can't do nothing with it because you got all these big ass bills. So it's like we really got to, like, educate ourselves on financial literacy and strive for the level of wealth that allows us to be free, not the level of wealth that allows us to, you know, buy all these luxury material means or, or be looked at as the richest person or for clout or for or for our own ego. It's like, no, how much money do I need to make each month? hopefully passively. So figure that out, invest, 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 learn how to invest. And so I can take care of my family, mm -hmm. pay the bills, live comfortably and be able to like 
have three months where me and my wife is chilling in Bali or me and my wife is chilling with the family or we're just, you know, having family time and we ain't got to stress about, damn, damn, the light bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. but that's real. It's just how society's set up, but it doesn't have to be that way. Just as long exactly. as we work, just as long as we have to, but we do have to work smart in the meantime. Though. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially as young people, for sure. Like, this is our time to, you know, take advantage of how much time we're going to have free. Because if we don't start planning, if we don't start, you know, thinking about, if we don't start educating ourselves financially and in our own career and, and taking the time we need to learn and become the best at what we do so we can make and, and demand the money that we, that we deserve, then we're just going to be stuck in the process over and over and over and over again. So, and we got so much technology that there's no reason why we can't learn these things. Like before, like, I feel like all of these things weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't shared. Yeah, to us. Like right. yeah. we didn't know, we didn't know how to invest. We didn't know how to trade. We didn't know how to do Forex. None of that. We, that just wasn't something that was attainable for us. But now that it is like, you you the only reason why you can't be as financially free as you would like to be well of course there's other there's plenty yeah. of other, like reasons why so i'll never be the one to be like you going to work from nine to five when you can be making i don't, I don't like when people shout that right, right, <laughs> right, people yeah. like we get it there's options but like honestly you could really learn anything you want to without putting the pressure on yourself because there's ways out here so facts, facts, facts. major facts take that into consideration listeners listen right <laughs> um, exactly um are there any creatives um in kansas city right now that you've yet to collaborate with that you'd like to collaborate with and you just admire their work hmm. i really like tad michael we met a few times but i really like he was like one of my favorite artists for forever and then like what was that 20 I think 2018 we was we're both at a um one mic stand sh uh showcase we both had a little table set up and i met him there and since then we like cool and we see one another but i love his artistic style i don't know if we would collab i just admire him in general like him as a person him as a creative so that's that's definitely been one of my faves always will be one of my faves and in this and in the same light um any huge brands that are like really popping right now in culture that you'd like to create for you know no like love that answer actually. I love, like I really love every 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 brand like but I don't like I don't I don't create with the motivation of oh I want to work for Nike or I want to work for uh, they're all great but if I could work for them one day cool if not I'm still gonna do my thing regardless right and you're still gonna love your work Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really need a bigger brand to validate me. You know, we we all need validation sometimes, but I, that's not the validation I want. So right, <laughs> only validation I desire. You know, really, it'd be coming from like random places. You don't be like, nah, I don't need no validation. But then when your like little cousin at the house or something that's like six years old comes over, it's like, yo, that's fire. You're like, yeah, yeah. For real? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he was like, Mama, I'm going to be a millionaire. What makes you think that? Well, because uh, little cousin Jay said that I could do that. Well, that's all I needed. Hey, that's all I needed. Because you know, when kids say shit, it's true. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. It's true, so. Exactly. I love that. So I'm going to ask you a final question. And this final question is, it's your last day on earth. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, you've lived a full life. You've created all the projects you've wanted to create. You've written all the books. And by the way, P.S., I lied. It's not my last question because I got another question, but I'm going to ask you this now. Um, and uh, you've created everything you wanted to create. You've written all your books, been on documentaries. Whatever you wanted to do, you've done it. Mm -hmm. But it's your last day and everything you've done, you have to take with you. But your great grandkids are sitting at your feet and they're like, yo, what? It, like give me one piece of advice on how to live life but they can't read any books that you wrote about it they can't watch any instagram videos you did you have to give them this final piece of advice on how to live life what would you say i would say just live in the now and be authentically you mm. that's it live in the now and be authentically you yes you know? I, I really had to learn how to be present in life just and being present just like trickles down to every aspect of your life, like creatively, personally, mentally, it just, it just makes everything easier on you as a human. Like you don't walk around worrying about the stresses of tomorrow or the sadness from the past. You're just here and taking things as they come and just working through them as best as you can, because that's all you can really do is just, just be honestly. Facts, facts. I love that. I love that. And the question I forgot to ask you, we're just going to move that right into that same light. So I see that on your Instagram, you read, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, we're going to go ahead and make you some suggestions right now. So okay, number, number one, we got Why A Students Work for C Students by Robert Kiyosaki. Great okay. book. It's about, it's about what we were just talking about, financial literacy, things of that nature. Okay. Uh, if you haven't read his most popular book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I would suggest reading that instead of this. First, that. But you should definitely read that. That shit is fire. Um, change your whole mindset. Um, and then um, this isn't really a suggestion. This is more like a Bible, like, but not. I don't want to put it like that because it's like not all of its facts, but it's just interesting to read through and just has like fire gems here and there. But okay. it's just a tool of Titans. Um, okay. like Super thick. So it's about hella different topics though. Like he basically, he interviews a lot of people like on podcasts, like I do basically, but he got like thousands of interviews with like a whole bunch of like top people in their fields, whatever field it might be. It might be design, might be strength training for athletes. It might be uh fat lot, whatever it is. Like it's a whole bunch of different topics, mindset, um, plant, plant doctors, sex doctors, oh, everything. That out, Cause my plant dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh i need that because my plant is gone my plant is a sad case over there but i blame my room in the sunlight so hey, hey it's all part of the process plants are plants are hard to to, to raise for real oh, they really are. yeah i was like my, somebody tried to give me a buy a plant i was like uh -uh, you ain't gonna trick me into that i already know how hard that is i'm gonna keep that it <laughs> is but it, it really spiced my room up over there. So I suggest, I recommend plants 100%. Vibes, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, great book. Now, what I was going to ask is, give me, out of the books you've read over the past uh, few years, give me maybe three books that you would also hand to your great-grandchildren on your last day on earth. Okay, so this kind of ties in what I just, the advice, but the power, about, the power of Now by James Tolkien. I think that's his name. Um, amazing book. Like I personally just struggle with just being in my mind a lot and just like being anxious and just worrying a lot. So that book really just 
taught me how to just relax and realize that all of the struggles that you're creating in your mind of course people go through things but nine times out of ten what you're struggling over is not as intense as your your mind is making it seem and just how to like not focus on just like being anxious and just fearing stuff that's mostly in your mind so that book definitely um let me see what else I got I'm reading some stuff at the moment Mm. give me two seconds yeah we got we got a book club. We got to create it. You know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna create a book club. The Culture Talks Book Club coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. The Culture Talks Book Club coming soon. I will definitely be in that book club. Hell yeah! All the black creatives in Kansas City. Creative. I love that. And then I am. I just finished this right here. Have you read this? Uh, my sister. I think my sister's reading it right now. The Four Agreements. It's yeah. a, it's another one that just. It just teaches you how to like, not how to live, but it just gives great advice on just like your mental and your mind and just how to balance that and just tips on like being impeccable with your word and just not making assumptions and things like that. So that's a really good one. A friend gifted me with that one. Um, And then I'm also reading this right now. Oh, oh, the best of all time. (laughs) And yeah, I see, I've, I've seen a lot of people read this book. My friend sent me this book. And it just, I don't know, it's just great for the mind, for what, just reminding you not to give up on what you have going on. And like, honestly, it just kind of let let me focus on like, not worrying about money so much, like with the things that I do, I've, I've, I'm now big on like, just not focusing on money that much. Like if my passion drives me, then money will always um, follow me. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. You're going to get the money as long as you stick with the program. So, Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, not only have you heard a fire conversation with a fire individual, you've also gotten some tips on how to level up your creative. You've gotten some tips on what books you should add to your, 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 uh, your, your, anyways, what books you should add to your, (laughs) add to your, you know, you know what next card deck you should buy for your family dinners. You feel me? Right there. Uh-huh. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Ooh, fire. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know why I love that? Because literally you showed me that and right there. And I don't know why. I can't explain why. But I automatically just Nipsey Hustle popped in my head. I don't know why. There you go. That, I mean, that's that wasn't the goal, but it that's, that's it a good sign, though. That's a good sign. It is. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to go follow our guest today on all platforms, which I will have her provide shortly. And I want you to share this podcast with a friend, whoever you think might benefit from listening it or listening to it, or maybe you just think she's dope and you just want to send her to somebody because you like, yo, the shorty's dope. Yeah, that's good enough. You ain't got what I just said. Exactly. That's just just good enough. But um, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. We are going to go ahead and let our guest share her social platforms and how you guys can support her. And after that, we will log out. So go ahead, my friend. Yes. Thank you guys for just listening today. It's Kier here. You can follow me on Instagram at Studio Low. And then you can slide to my website at Buy Studio Low. Right now, it's just some a place to purchase these cards. Coming soon, the finished website. But no, check me out. Mostly everything is studio low. Um, so hit me up. I like to talk. I just like to vibe. So, you know, connect with me, y'all. 
Love it. Love it. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, stay stay on. Don't hang up because as soon as I end this episode right here, we're going to have a quick check. But um, ladies and gentlemen, leave a five star review, share with a friend, comment. You already know what to do. That's the only way we can grow. Thank you for listening to the Culture Talks podcast with your guests and your host, C-I-Z-Z-Y. That is it. We out. Salud. I'm not going to